Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV Podcast 402's After Show. Terry? Almost nailed that one. We did. We nailed that pretty good. I asked you on the way in, and I'm going to ask anyone else around here. You need a mulch? Like, I got mulch in my, in my, uh, my driveway. Uh, a, they lot, could, a lot of mulch. I was there for the mulch discussion that took place with putting in the extra baskets or the actual course or putting course over at Bevel. Okay. And Todd uh, Evans the, graciously helped with some mulch. So if you want to ship a little more out to Bend, they're welcome to come so, get it. <laughs> that'd be very so, nice of you. <laughs> my wife went online and went to like an online calculator and said, hey, said how much big mulch dot com? How, how much? Yeah, big mulch. How much mulch do I need? How and much they, mulch could a mulcher mulch? mulch with a mulch, <laughs> mulch, mulch, mulch. And so the standard is you measure what you have and figure Two inches if you already have existing mulch. The people who owned the house before us apparently did not take care of the house very well. Uh, we had talked to a neighbor who said that they hadn't, they didn't mow the backyard for three years. Oh, uh, they had dogs that just ran back and forth, and the, some of the trim on the outside, the wood trim, is chewed up from the dog. So I'm going to do a little epoxy repair on that. Mm-hmm. But so she goes out and measures, like, wow, ah, there's really no existing kind of mulch here. There, there's a little bit, whatever. So she orders, instead of two inches, she orders four inches thick, which is what you're supposed to put down for brand new thing. Mulching opportunities. Brand new mulching huh? opportunities. So it's like a square footage area, like, yes. hey, our, yeah. it's 10 by 10, uh, so in theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she measures everything and orders four inches worth of mulch. She ordered 15 cubic yards of mulch and me personally i've never ordered mulch before this is a new place at the old house it was relatively small we would just go to home depot and buy a few bags of mulch mm. just put it around the house make You're it on look bag nice. level there i was on bag level now we're on dump level <laughs> back up that dump truck they literally did apparently 15 yeah. cubic yards is a dump truck full of mulch yeah it sounds like a lot <laughs> captain moist says, oh yeah that's a lot of mulch so saturday I spent all day shoveling mulch into a little trailer, putting it behind my rider, riding it to the backyard. <laughs> Is that like 30 feet? 
from the front to the backyard uh no okay no if you think the front where the mulch is <laughs> all the way around to the thing it's probably where, where is it going in the back i haven't been in your uh, backyard uh all the, let's just say assume all the way in the back to the, okay. where the garden is so okay all the way in the backyard that's probably about 200 feet okay if you figure eh, maybe maybe 220 so just put it in there and it's easier than you doing a, a you know a wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow yeah but my my little trailer is 10 cubic feet do you know how much 15 cubic yards? Mm. I mean, figure 15 mm. times three. Get a bush now. Times do the three. Conversion. It's about 405 <laughs> cubic feet of, of uh-huh. mulch. And this one, you know, you get, carries 10 if you, if you max it out. Mm-hmm. So I, regardless to say, I have about seven cubic yards of mulch left <laughs> because we only used about two inches uh, and I got nowhere why, to Why? It. Why? Why wasn't for the appropriate amount? Because then? there was already some there. There was. There, there was I mean, there was a base already of like dissolved mulch. It, okay. it wasn't, you know, whatever. So we're gonna fill. We're gonna put a couple, a little bit more mulch around. But if anyone in the Milwaukee area needs mulch, <laughs> reach <laughs> what, out to about me, your, and uh... you can come and take it. I've offered it to my neighbors. I've offered it to my friends. I've offered it to everyone I've seen. And most of them are like, cool, thanks. Uh, two of the neighbors are like, no, we only get black mulch. You know, it looks nicer. And I'm like, mm. cool. We got the, the cheap mulch from the city mm, that we paid mulchers. like 200 and some dollars for 15 cubic yards of mulch. Oh, that's that, that's pretty going right on mulch, huh? Yeah. I suppose. Well, that's what it is it's for the city. Just recycled at that point, right? Yeah. Just I, I, I don't know. So anyway, uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm Captain Moistbeard <laughs> says Facebook Marketplace. That's what I will be doing probably uh, this week is putting in a Facebook Marketplace and saying free mulch. Come get it. Um, we need to we need to fill in just a little bit more. I might use one more cubic yard of mulch, maybe two. But uh, yeah, I got a crap ton of mulch. Uh, in my uh, funny enough, I, I wonder if our buddy Dustin, who was just spreading mulch at Valley View, could use it. The bring, only problem is... Bring bring a truck, buddy. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he wants to show up with a truck or a trailer. To, uh, to I'll help you it. shovel it. I'm mm. not even that way. Wow. Too much mulch. That's right, Ray. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Disc golf courses do like free mulch, and if the disc golf course wants to drive here and take it, that's great. <laughs> well, that's what I, made me think of uh, yeah, Dustin. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a truck or trailer, mm. which is why the the best part was my wife. She ordered it, and again, I didn't know. She told me 15 cubic yards, but when you, you signed off on it, so I'm, what, I'm definitely placing if, if, if I t- 50% blame on you. If I told you, Terry, I'm going to drop off 15 cubic yards of mulch at your house. Would you have any clue how much that is? No, me and, neither. Uh, well, that's why I'm saying you're 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 yeah. as much at blame as mm, her. Then no, definitely because not. if you didn't know any better, how would she know any better? Because it, she was in charge of ordering it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, it was her job. <laughs> um, I left that to her. I didn't think about it. Um, and uh, so you're going with the ignorance card. Oh yes. I'm okay. Not, I'm not, you're gonna there throw, are some things throw you her just, under the uh, under the bus with the ignorance there card. There are some in things hand. you just have to hand off to a significant <laughs> other, and this. Her, I take care of the lawn. Uh, clearly not. She takes care of the gardens. Okay. Different. Because I'm not, I don't care about plants to me. I will run those MRFers over with my lawnmower if I get the chance. I don't care. If it goes an inch into my, into my grass, it's gone. Hmm. I don't care. So that's her job. My job is the lawn. I, I also take care of the driveway when we snow blow, all that wonderful stuff. The only thing, I, I don't have a green thumb. I don't even want to have a green thumb. 
For up to me, I would take all the gardens out and just put lawn. I don't care. Just put concrete. This, I would just concrete. concrete it at all. I, I would put concrete and I would call it OB, USDGC style. <laughs> there, you so. there you go. Uh, but yeah, so I, I have a lot of mulch that I will be spending the next few days taking care of. Yeah, I had a hard time like walking into the driveway. I know. Between cars and mulch. I didn't. I, didn't know I, I had I a hard time bringing out the garbage today because I'm like, I have to drive my garbage through the yard to put it at the end of my driveway because I got a bunch. The best part was Thursday when it was delivered. I left for work and my wife's like, yeah, it's going to be dropped off. She's like, do you want, should we put a tarp down for the, for the mulch? And I was like, ah, I don't think we'll need a tarp. Cause then I have to like secure it during the day. I don't know when they're going to drop it off. I'll be at work. I got to get like bricks or something or rocks and put it on. I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Just they'll dump it in, in the driveway. It won't be a big deal. Well, when you drive home and see like half of your driveway is filled with mulch, I went, I literally drove up and it's, it was almost twice the size of my Honda Fit. I was like, what the? F- How did? That's a lot of mulch. And my wife was just like, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'd say you're 49% at blame. I'm going to go with like 30 at most. 30% <laughs> at blame for not knowing and leaving it up to my my wonderful wife. who who And all of us on Saturday. My wife, myself, my son busted our ass moving seven probably about seven cubic yards of mulch in a little trailer in a wheelbarrow. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway, that was, that was my weekend, Terry. That's what I did. Instead of disc golfing on a gorgeous day, I had to shovel mulch. That sound, sounds like it paid off. Uh, no, not really. Cause it's still <laughs> a ton of mulch there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's read a few things off the board. If you're new somehow here on, our podcast or the after show in particular, the after show starts always with 20 minutes of mulch talk. Mulch and then, talk. <laughs> and then You're, we go, we're talking mulch. We're talking then, mulch. Uh, we got like the standard brown mulch with a little bit of with some wood and sticks in it broken up. This ain't like compost. It's a little different than compost. We just got mulch here. We got mulch. Uh, no. So the after show consists of things that are either disc golf related or absolutely not disc golf related. Also, if you have questions, comments, things you want to throw at us, please do so in the chat room or in the it's not, I guess the chat room it's probably more like a chat board uh, but please throw it in there and we can potentially address it and or answer questions from there or feed off whatever you're uh, you're asking or talking about uh, Tim says Terry could pick up some strangers at the bus stop and bring them over to take the mulch uh, that feels like a, a an even taller task of somehow not only s- securing riders <laughs> which I'm more than happy to volunteer with. Um, but then saying, oh, hey, by the way, I've got some free mulch for you. I do have a, a rider story, actually. I made a trip at one point to the uh, to the local Walmart. That's the nearest large store to my house. And um, there was, as I was walking in, I was hearing somebody, I, I don't want to use the term moaning. He was, he was kind of bellowing, maybe. Sounded like a gentleman. Um, he was in a car and the door was open and, um, I, I thought he was probably with somebody else within the car. Um, That's why he was moaning. Well, no, I mean, we've he, all been there. He, you know, he was, no, he was kind of bellowing <laughs> Not at our age, but, and, um, I, 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 I very much just, my brain immediately went to someone maybe with some special needs Sure, and, um, you know, they were just waiting on somebody in the store. No big deal. I didn't think anything of it. And it didn't sound distressed. So I wasn't concerned about it for that reason. 
and went about about my business, walked inside, and I'm just about inside, and there's a woman inside the foyer, whatever area in front of the store, and she's like, hey, do you know if something's going on out there? I'm like, no, I heard a gentleman, but she's like, I, I just don't know what's happening, and I, I, don't, I don't feel safe going out there. She was an older woman. And um, you live in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, but just I know. not understanding I understand. what may or may not be happening. And okay, so sure enough, I said, I said to this woman who's probably in her 60s, I said, hey, I'll, I'll walk out there with you and and we can also see what's going on. Uh, maybe, maybe we could be of help or assistance. So we walked out there and um, it, it was a, an even older gentleman, actually, who was alone uh in the front seat of his car but the window was open and he was yelling out essentially for his wife and he some kind of alzheimer's or something okay. uh dementia of, of some sort and he he was essentially just yelling out for his wife that entire time he was very confused and and whatever and i was just trying to calm him and talk to him and in the meantime somebody in the store had i think reached out to try to get a hold of his wife Anyway, long story long, everything worked out just fine, but it was uh, just a um, a nervous moment because there was just uncertainty, and everybody was fine, and it was some confusion on his end, and and I think it had you know something to do with his mental state and a little bit of his age, and then his wife came out and she was fine, but it all worked out just fine. It was just a uh, one of those unique experiences where you, I certainly didn't feel right entirely ignoring it, but I there was no grave danger. And I guess when it was all said and done, it was just that much better that everyone arrived at that conclusion, but it was alarming or frightening for some and everybody had a different reaction to it. But yeah, so that, that took place. And I feel like there was something else that took place similarly. And I don't remember what it was now. I can't put it together, but there were two or three really unique experiences that all took place within a matter of minutes Hmm. of each other. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a unique Saturday afternoon in our area, but everything was totally fine. I watched a movie last night. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, what did you... Usually, you know, my wife and I will pick some series that we're watching and just watch an episode or something like that, but we got to sit down a little bit earlier, so I was like, hey, why don't we, you know, the only thing that we're currently wa- we're watching Top Chef, as we always watch. Okay. We watch every season, every episode, and but it's not out yet. I think it comes out like Thursdays or Fridays, so we already watched this that episode. Um, we're watching, we're in the middle of season two of Amazon undone, which is kind of a weird, it's, it's filmed in rotoscope, which is kind of cartoony. Okay. And it's got uh, Bob Odenkirk mm-hmm. and it's, it's a little kind of time travel-y. It, I don't think you'd like it. It's not bad. It's like, it's not sci-fi. Like, like I think you hate, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more ethereal kind of thing, whatever. And I didn't feel like watching that. So we watched metal Lords, which on Netflix is I have a soft spot for teenage rom-coms. Your can't hardly wait. Uh, she's all that. Um, uh, I kind of put the um, uh, oh God, I'm drawing a blank now with the one of the, 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 in, in the music store is empire records, that style. Mm. Of, I love them. Yep. I don't know. I'm 44. I still absolutely love that type of like, Hey, we're all going to the big party and something weird. It's, it's a high school relived yeah. kind of thing. This is kind of that, except it's about a, a group of kids who are putting together a, or a group of kids. It's like two guys who are putting together a metal band in high school. 
and it's got a bunch of great music in it and a bunch of metal music that again if it's not your style it's not your style i'm not a huge like metal fan in general but most of them like slayer and stuff like that you you understand it was really good mm. i i think you might enjoy it if like as I, it, that's other names i recognize uh no it's it's all. joe uh there's joe manganello okay he plays one part in it a small small part that you you would know him but um ultimately it's a fun hour and 20 minute show, movie that is just uh like a high school kind of uh, very high schooly hmm. and and i got a kick out of it i think you would enjoy it it's one of those movies i think you would watch on a plane like that's one where you're like oh, i'm gonna sit down and watch a movie on a plane it's on netflix it comes with it it's called metal lords not appropriate for kids there's a lot of swearing in it but overall it's just a lot of fun two yeah, like two friends try to form a heavy metal band to compete in the battle of the bands okay. basically yeah <laughs> okay it's that style um someone says can't hardly wait that's a great one as well um <laughs> you, you've got very early uh ethan embry which big fan back in the day um scott pilgrim meets breakfast club uh, say anything that's classic from even almost a touch before even me but I've seen it a half dozen times, probably. So I gave her my pen. I gave I gave her my heart, and she gave me a pen. So um, so anyway, there there is a spot for me in my heart for every one of those. I think to me, Super Bad was like the last big one that I think. And maybe I'm missing it because I'm old now and I don't see them as much. Maybe kids these days are like, no, you're totally missing out on this movie. But I feel like Super Bad was really the last. High, big high school get together you know let's get some alcohol and get to the big party yeah, kind of movie yeah your american pie and yeah. yeah huh i love them i don't know what it is about them but i'll, I'll watch every one of them so. okay which to be fair flies almost in the face of irony of like what you do hate is the successful uh documenting of uh what's his name climbing uh free solo free soloing a mountain i don't hate it i just have zero interest in it like okay. it's fine it's yeah, can't hate it but it just it's like all right cool let's <laughs> all right great he's gonna do it we all know he's probably gonna do it hey, you're more concerned about did the guy get drunk and kiss the girl at the party yes yes that's because yes. That's i would rather that, watch the true the the true uh i would rather watch something that is. that that, that See, I don't. Those other movies don't entertain me. Okay, like they're not. I, I know. Like, I, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not like, judging. Yeah, I'm, you are. I, You're clearly I, judging. I, you clearly had no, a judgmental. Not at all. I I find it funny that the teenage rom com can get you, uh, yeah, entertain you just way more than a, than than a documentary. Yeah, I I I'm on board. All right. Um, this last weekend, this I'm going to take this totally off the grid. That's fine. Uh, off the rails. I, I went one way, you go another. Uh, well, tear. I was just thinking, like the what I read out of the, obviously the obvious disappointment out of Elisa Fakus, who couldn't defend her title at Goat Hill or have the opportunity to mm-hmm. because it sounded like there was a car issue, oh, uh, a van that. issue. Therefore, she couldn't get there in time, and sounded like it was a delay. And I don't know all the details other than maybe one Facebook post of her, you know, just saying I'm disappointed. I I won't get out there in time uh, to play Goat Hill. And then I'm just thinking about the entire West Coast swing and and very 
I'm going to say selfishly, I'm thinking like the West Coast swing is awesome. Everyone's looking forward to it. There's lots of pros and, you know, too, and all that other stuff. I'm just a little on a very, very selfish personal level. I'm mildly removed from it this year. And therefore, my excitement level is a little different than maybe the average viewer and or the players that are obviously going to be out there competing. I am not involved with the Masters Cup in any capacity this weekend, it being a Silver Series. And I don't know where the live is at with the final round or not, but not involved with a Silver Series event. Then OTB Open, I personally was not on the schedule in any capacity. So I'm running the Skyline Classic. And then uh, after that, we have uh, what Portland Open and... Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm I'm I was not put on the schedule at the beginning of the year to to be part of the and Portland Open State and Fling. Beaver State Fling, again a Silver Series event. So all of these incredible events, I certainly am plenty busy and doing uh, a multitude of other things, but I was not put on the schedule for a lot of that swing and of those events. So for me, there's this weird. It's, I'm not going to call it a void, but there's just this weird non-anticipation over those few events. And I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say I don't get amped up for events that I'm not part of nearly as much if I'm not going to have any part of them. No, but you've probably got other things. I do. I have plenty of things to do. There's no shortage of busy getting amped up for that. It just feels very weird to, to know there's going to be a lot of elite level play taking place over the next four to five weeks that I'm not going to have any part of on a personal level. So I'm going to, I guess is my long winded way of saying, I'm going to miss you people out there and enjoy, enjoy the West coast swing. Are you, Elite series. Okay, so you are you are not doing the, anything with any uh, potential live for this weekend's Masters Cup on the no, final day? I, I don't even know if there is live this weekend. There has been talks back and forth, and mm-hmm. and maybe I'm talking out of school here. Yeah, you probably are. Uh, remember, remember, this audio doesn't go until Friday, so everyone should know why. <laughs> it's, it's not live to YouTube. Don't worry. There's been talks back and forth about this weekend as far as trying to go live at the Masters Cup, whether or not the final round is going to be – because they're, they're not going to go live up on the mountain. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but there is talk of possibly live at the golf course where they're thinking about a fourth round. And I don't know what this what if they've made decisions. They might already be decided now, and I have no idea because I haven't paid attention. Um, I, I I missed the Monday meeting, which we normally have uh, because it's in the middle of the day and I'm at my nine to five. And I just sometimes I dial in and I listen while I'm working. Sometimes I don't have time. I didn't have time this week. So I have no clue what's going on. But I know there was talks of trying and if it happens, great. I'm not part of it, so I don't really know that yeah. much. Um, but ultimately, no, I'm involved in usually the only... So are the, you switching OTB the weekend after? I will be, yes. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could come yeah. play in the Skyline Classic instead. I would... You could... Not going to lie. I'd rather play in the <laughs> Skyline Classic. I love doing switching. I love being involved. Um, get I get to watch every person on camera watch golf. But I'm not going to lie. I'd rather be playing a disc golf tournament. Who wouldn't? Okay. And I haven't, and I literally haven't thrown a disc in what month is it? April? May. May? It's going to be May. Seven months? Six, seven months? Probably since November. Oh, you didn't go out and play with, uh, with the crew a few... Oh, no, I did play one winter round. I played one oh, it winter. winter. I thought there was even spring, but no. Okay. No, I played one round at, one round at Winter Dreska. So I lied. Uh, I believe it's probably been since like January, I think we played. So, I, so it's been... It's probably been four months since I... And that was one round. <laughs> Prior to that, it was November. When, uh, 
when we closed out the pro tour. Uh, speaking of, I'll say that neck of the woods in Wisconsin, where my event is next weekend, spot still available. Uh, I had the pleasure of taking a look at a piece of property uh, yesterday. Yeah, you, Tuesday. You talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, and um, I, I can't give out a lot of the details just yet until we have some things inked on paper and some agreements signed. But I will say that I had a very unique opportunity. I guess it's not that unique. I had a great opportunity, though, to go take a look at a nice piece of property also located in southeastern Wisconsin. And uh, I, I very much feel like we'll see at least another 18 hole course come as a result of that. So that was pretty cool to have a good walk and talk uh, with some park officials um, yesterday. Uh, We did that for a couple hours. So might have some time to go get another course design uh, put into that general area. So Southeastern Wisconsin continuing like the rest of Wisconsin to flourish with a number of courses and opportunities to do so. Why didn't you call me in to, to, you know, give my expert opinion on the course? Um, yeah, because uh, you were, uh, you, uh, if I need any mulch uh, at the course. Awesome. <laughs> you know where to get it. I can do at least an entire hole. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll make sure to give you a call. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. On Thank that. you. So I will be doing much just appreciated. That. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have much else on that end. Uh, from down there, I see Ryan Pilcher uh, is excited about that idea. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see if we can make something happen down there. And I know Ryan Pilcher talked to you mentioned it earlier about um, the Rumble is an upcoming event this weekend. That's very much that's an event that you and I have some tie to uh, throughout the years back we in did, 2014 we did cover that live we did uh that was one of the five or five or so events in a six-week period uh or four events in a five-week period that we had covered some golf over at the rumble and uh west park and middle park and all these other great courses so uh, a couple of superstars will be there this weekend and i've recorded some f- final round footage of that event and if it works out we may have a little footage from this weekend as well so looking forward to that Johnny's pulling up the Patreon giveaway. We we talked to death about where we are at with the disc, but also, as I reached out to a number of people today, took a picture and uh, printed off a ton of stuff and reached out to a lot of great uh, Patreon winners from the last few weeks or months, and a huge stack of items went out in the mail and in uh, via UPS today. So... Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. I know we have a giveaway every Tuesday. As always, if your name's been called and you haven't received something and you feel like, ah, it's been a while, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I likely just don't have your address, but we certainly have stuff to give you. And a bunch of those were fulfilled today. Someone even graciously said, I would like to forego. I don't need a disc related thing. I would like to uh, forego that. And uh, they want a hug. They said they would uh, like it contributed in another way. So um, they said they'd like it given away actually as a CTP prize at a local event. I said, I know a guy running one. Oh, wow. Lucky you. So well, I didn't even have to coax him into that one at all. I really actually did. That was his idea. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we'll make sure to give that out. So, Terry Miller, mm-hmm. um, ace boy, ace, ace man, Terry Miller. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ace man. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have any preference on how I sort this this time? Um, I, I don't. Okay. Uh, we just know I've, I've checked the numbers. 
Um, I, I've done the math, and... Right. I'm going to sort it by total amount donated. Ooh, that... That sounds that sounds like so that our newer our newer patron subscribers will be up at the top. Long time ones will be towards the bottom. Ooh wee. But not necessarily, because I mean if somebody gives at a ten dollar level, they're gonna be down further than a two dollar level, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Um and we have tonight one hundred and eighty people eligible for our giveaway. And again, if you want to be eligible, you can go to patreon.com slash smashbox TV for as little as a dollar a month. Although we, you know, we we love you more if you give us more, uh, you can be eligible for this giveaway. Now, let me make sure. I oh, I need to close that. Terry, what number do you think? Just don't pull Alex Diggins. I did some. I was digging uh, on some of his math. It, it's almost like he knows where the magic cutoff is, and then somehow we magically like every threshold of like when your your number and your opportunity kind of resets itself. Alex is like has a, a magic power of like, oh yeah, sounds like it's about my time again. And then you, I, I was I was going through the list today as I was fulfilling. Some people have certain he he's, he's got, got it dialed. Touch. So Alex, Alex, uh, we love you. We do love Alex Diggins. So Terry, <laughs> one through one eighty, at what number? It's your first, second, or third? Well, my fiftieth, my ace was one hundred and sixty four feet. So divide that by Johnny McRae, who's fifty <laughs> years old. Uh-huh. And so you that'd get be uh, three, three point. A, yeah. So we're going to do three. We're going to do our third number. Uh, our very first number is 179. Our second number is 78. Ooh, Terry, this is a tough one. Higher or lower than 78? Wow. Uh, I hope it is lower, which means it's a a more giving person. But we love you all. All right. This is our, part of the draw. The luck of the draw. Our third number is 144. Dang, this is a long time loyal. 44. Deep pocketed or li- lighter pocketed now after all of that support. Kurt Conrad. Congratulations, Kurt Conrad. Kurt Conrad. You've been a Patreon supporter at the $10 level. Oh, we really love Kurt. I love Kurt. Uh, speaking of which. I ordered shirts for the clothing supporters from Miles. You'll be getting them once I get the confirmation on that. It's a fun little thing. So he's been a supporter since, uh, looks like, 2018. Dang, Kurt. March 2012. Or March 12th, 2018. So thank you, Kurt. You'll be getting your uh, Patreon supporter disc in the mail whenever Terry gets <laughs> Whenever him. Tyler fixes the problem. Mm. Uh, but thank you for the uh, support here. Um, we very much appreciate it. <laughs> Federico Sorensen says, I need the hog. You're getting the hog. Don't uh, you worry yeah, if, if you, about that. If you make it to the side of the, the pond, as they say, we're going to give you we're going to give you the double hug. All right. Ray. Uh, so thank you very much, by the way, Kurt. Yes, we'll get something sent out to you. I'll probably send you a message and see uh, if there's anything in particular. I sent out a couple of really good gems and goodies. I, I know it was a limited edition uh, throw down the mountain disc that someone had one that we uh, offered up a, a few weeks ago that went out in the mail. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Uh, Ray has asked Johnny and Terry, do you have any antiques or collectible items that aren't disc golf? I've got like a really, I mean, a, a few mildly old baseball cards and one really old baseball card from like the fifties. It was mm-hmm. a, it's a Harmon Killebrew rookie card that I got when I was younger. Um, 
since a baseball collectible. I mean, define collectible. I've got some really old Nintendo games. Mm. I, I don't think they'd be considered. Think any of them have any significant value? No, they do not. You don't have anything that's what would be otherwise then designated as like traditionally antique, right? No, not really. My wife in our house here is a very mid-century modern style would be what uh, it's designated as. And so my wife has now been looking at like, I like to call it old furniture. She calls it like fitting the style, but I look at it and go, that looks old to me. Cool. Um, And so she got an old rocking chair the other day, but no, I've never been much of a collecting person for the most part. Um, High school yearbook. I mean, at this point it's collectible. (laughs) It's old. (laughs) Uh, It's old. Junior high yearbook too. Yeah. I I don't know that those hold any, have any particular value. No, I don't believe they do. Um, No, I don't, I don't really have anything that's collectible or worth of any sort of value. That's old other than again, a few old baseball cards. Yeah, I have. I feel like we're giving away secrets that we shouldn't be. No. Why? Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> no, I have some baseball cards as well. I, I had a pretty extensive baseball card collection. It'd be interesting to see what now, if anything, holds any value, which actually does segue to another uh, story All, I have for you. Almost none of it does. Let me tell you. Yeah, I know. A- anything from like the, the like the the mid to late 80s up through like the mid 90s almost has no value because it was so oversold. It was so like, there's like a few cards. If you get them graded that are worth it, like the Ken Griffey yeah, upper deck, upper deck card, uh, a, a few rookies. Like you might be able to get uh, the uh, couple uh, of the, the traded or the mm. uh, rated rookies, the traded yeah. cards from the traded series. That thing. Other than that, those things aren't meh. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's like anything most. else. Yes, Tim, I do collect a lot <laughs> I of I feel most. like it's anything else that's, yeah, clearly, like, within a collector market of you, just like this, just like anything else. There clearly was a, you know, a red-hot time when they were worth their most, and you hold on to them for various reasons, whether you think they're going to actually increase in value at a certain point, or if you're holding on to it for any other sentimental reason, or you're a hoarder. Uh, you know, you think of so many of those cards that had had you and I liquidated or or moved, maybe not liquidated, but just flat out sold every card when when they did have value. That'd be a substantial amount of, it, at least for mine, it would be a very substantial amount of money, or it would have been. But at that point, you, you weren't. Th- I wasn't in the business of collecting cards of just thinking, "Hey, I can't wait to I turn around and sell this." I guess those were kind of some of my early days of hoarding. I, I was really good at acquiring them, but not so good at letting them go. And somehow I feel like that's now the same issue with this. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe it's the exact same issue. Oh, Tim court says he's got first printing of the crow comic book worth $6,000. That's really cool. Actually. I was a funny story when I was in high school, a bunch of us went to the mall, a Fox river mall. Oh yes. To go see the crow, mm. which was I believe rated R should have been fairly certain it was. And none of us were accompanied by an adult. We were 16, I believe at the time and they didn't let us into the movie theater. Ooh. And so denied. Yeah. There was like four or five of us though. I wanted to see this movie very badly. Mm-hmm. It looked awesome. And I still, I, I think I've got a, you have the soundtrack uh, CD. Well, first case. of all, no, it's, I do, but it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a second. I think uh, I have that soundtrack. Yeah. It's a, uh, probably in in my opinion best soundtrack of the 90s 
some people will argue, but that's fine. Um, no, instead, we had to go see With Honors with Brendan Fraser and Joe <laughs> Pesci. Which I have not seen. It's mediocre. Joe Pesci plays a homeless person. Not romantic person. enough for you? I, I was rom- No, Joe Pesci plays like a homeless person who's hiding out in Harvard school. Uh-huh. And these students find him. And of course, he teaches them life lessons. Of course. I, so that's what I had to go see. Instead of seeing The Crow, we went to go see With Honors. Okay. Because I believe they came out at the same time. Hmm. Hold on one second. <laughs> uh, so my story and update, which actually I did mean to bring up last week. Uh, one of the cool side stories that I think we talked about in the last few months, and this relates all ties all together with cards, is that one of our own disc golfers in uh, Brett Cominsoli used to play a ton of disc golf, does not play nearly as much as he used to, uh, so on and so forth. He's very much a, oh yeah, the poster. That, that's, that's, wow. That's how, uh, <laughs> yes, that says a lot that I've held on this poster for 25 years. My wife made, almost made me get rid of it the other day. We were, and <laughs> rightfully, rightfully so. so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, she should have so as I was saying about Brett, um, I made a comment about it and certainly posted about it a few months ago. He had pulled a baseball card that was apparently a really big deal. It was a one of one. Yeah, I heard so that. on yeah, and so forth. That. And uh, he ultimately sent it in to get graded. And then immediately went from grading to auction. And uh, what Wander Franco, I believe is the name. I think shows how much I'm on top of baseball. Um, Wander Mania as part of it. Well, he had pulled this one of one card all this other fancy stuff that was related to it, blah, 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 sent it in. It gets graded an eight. You can see right out of the package, it had um, uh, a little bit of a a tear or a bend in it, and then one of the corners wasn't good. And then from there, it went straight to, I think, a very uh, reputable, large-scale... Christie's, maybe? (laughs) No. Um, It's the only option. I'm assuming, exactly, because I couldn't name another one either. I know. Could you even name Christie's without... Yeah, yeah, no, I could have named Christie's, but I definitely could not name another one. Well, I think these guys are more particular sports memorabilia. Sure. And I'm sure anybody that follows it knows who I'm talking about without me looking for the link for two seconds. Anyway, long story long on that. Did did we talk about what the card went for? No, we did not. Oh, I didn't know if I shared that with you, because I did, and I meant to bring it up last week, and I forgot. It sat for the longest time... I want to say it was like a good, like a 20 day auction or 14 or 16. It was, it was longer than seven. It was, it was a lengthy auction. I remember seeing it the morning of, and it was at like $9,200. And I I think it was the morning we were live because I was sharing it with Nate Doss. Like, look at the cards at $9,200 when it sold that night. That, so that was the morning of. That was Sunday. So I'd been on auction for a week or 10 days. They, originally, they were talking like, this is a, a Lamborghini car. We're, yeah. t- we're talking $250,000, $400,000. When it was all said and done, the, the eight grading and everything else, 78000 was what he got for it. I feel that's disappointing. I mean, only I mean, because it's he... It's 78000 he didn't have before. So don't get me wrong. Like yeah, It's like legitimately like scratching off the $78,000 lottery ticket. I mean, in my opinion, very similar, right? Is that, is that, yeah, it's, that's, that's essentially what it felt like. But, and I only say that based on the 
article I read and the amount that they originally threw out. Like, if you told me he he found a $78,000 card, I'd be like, oh my god, that's phenomenal. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But the fact that it was built up like, he found a half-million-dollar card. Oh, it went for $78,000. And you're, yeah. it's, it feels like a letdown, even though it absolutely shouldn't. Yeah. So, anyway, congratulations to him. I have no idea what the auction house takes um, and how that all works out. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he had pulled a card out of a, uh, a deck and uh, did it live on video. You have his reaction. And, you know, a few months later, it turns around and sells for $78,000. That, that's pretty cool. So uh, Ryan Pilcher, who knows him as well, is saying that it was maybe up for about three weeks or something of that mm-hmm. nature. And that sounds about right. It was I knew it wasn't like a seven day auction. And there was just this anticipation and sure. me not knowing anything about the current state I mean, of cards or anything else. I was just excited to see, you know, what this good fortune would bring him. And $78,000 is certainly nothing to see. Nothing know, to scoff. It's not yeah. life changing money, but it's Correct. it's awesome. It's definitely yeah. awesome. So anyway, congrats to Brett. Uh, he did say something, though, uh, in a comment. He said uh, he he he, understood he bought it himself and was expected. <laughs> uh, he wasn't surprised to get the grading of an eight. Correct. Right. Because of it. But he he did make an interesting comment publicly and just said, I wish it would have been a seven because then tops would have like remade it. Oh, because it was fresh out of the out of the yeah, container. So uh, again, this is my being naive to where how card collecting works these days. I had no clue. But, yeah, I, apparently he had said that he wishes it would have came in as a seven, um, because he made a comment like then tops would have had to replace it or would have replaced it or something. Which is interesting when it's a one of one card. Sure, like you literally are, you know, bringing that that plate die, whatever it is, all those things back up to reprint one card for a guy. But Hmm. obviously when it could potentially carry, I mean, would a, would a 10 of 10 gotten a hundred thousand who knows, but sure. Probably would have gone for more. Yeah. But who knows how much more, but regardless, it was a really interesting lesson to learn as you and I, again, had such a, a history and a career of cards for a few years in our life as to now a see lot that of kids totally a different that, world this age i mean i don't my son never did and i don't know if he ever will he's 12 years old going on 13 which is probably right it's a little later than i got into cards i think i got into cards when i was 11 11 oh, yeah that would have been i was born in 78 so that have been 89 yeah 89 88 yep. 88 89 was when i started really collecting cards so but it's just he's not a sports kid so i don't blame him um (laughs) i I have a question for you terry and this is maybe it's a personal question oh i like those so i i just went behind you and the reason why i had posters behind you is back in the storage area i had three posters that i have i had left of the six or seven that i that i've probably kept for the last 20 plus years just things that i've collected i got rid of uh, about a week ago some very early Ikea posters that you and I bought when we went down to Schaumburg, mm-hmm. um, like some flower, like painted kind of thing and just traditional kind of garbagey art mm-hmm. that you put up in like a college room or even like your first apartment. But I did keep three different posters. I kept this, the movie poster to the crow that mm-hmm. I bought. There is a dashboard confessional uh, I was poster. I going to say a Jimmy World. No. Nope. A Henry Rollins or no. Mighty Mighty Boston's. No, I, didn't, I never own posters of them. I have tickets and shirts of all that stuff. The other one is uh, the city. On, <laughs> no, God, no, never. 
um, the city on film and dashboard confessional <laughs> two two bands that I, I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, what is it that you're, you are, you are a known hoarder says who <laughs> everybody <laughs> ask your wife. What is it that you look at right now and think I should really get rid of that? I don't have a use for oh that. Oh my God. I don't have a reason to have this. Like it's not ever going to be worth money, but I still hold on to it. Like, what like recently what have you looked at that you've looked at and gone i i just can't but i should there's no there's no and whether it's sentimental value or anything like i've got no real sentimental value for those other posters other than i went to the concerts when i was in my 20s the the crow one a little different it was in my high i mean literally got that in high school it hung up in my high school bedroom it hung up in my (laughs) college room so worthless right now is a hundred percent worth it hung up in my Uh, apartment it just and it's it's kind of framed in an ikea frame Mm -hmm. and i've just held on to it it'll never probably get hung up maybe i'll hang it up in here at some point for no no reason but no one can see our studio to complete our studio what is it that you have right now that you feel like you should get rid of but you just can't bring yourself to do it uh i i literally have I, I would say a basement's worth of items that I could and should yeah. not disc golf related. We'll say. No, no, no. I mean, I w- at this point, clearly, what is what is my third grade baseball trophy doing me any good for, or my bowling trophy, or my basketball trophy, or any trophies in general? Sure, any. I'll say non disc golf related trophy of any kind my high game in bowling when i was 12 or whatever it was like and they give Your you a california little, grapes collection my, yes i have one of those somewhere <laughs> i know i know you i'm do. sure i do i know i, I do. used to um there are literally hundreds of items that i i always think about like could i ever live in a tiny house or or anything of that i've nature? watched a few tiny house shows lately um there's just so much stuff that I absolutely could get rid of that has it's it's just that I mean at one point on Instagram I created uh, under my, under your stories you can have the different mm-hmm. sections of stories I created DG nostalgia because then sometimes I'm digging through stuff and what do I find I find the 2003 Flagstaff uh, World's hat sure I got rid of I, I started when I when I when we moved in here. I got rid of a bunch of that stuff. I had a bunch of hats from old worlds and stuff like that. that mm-hmm. I just, I just got rid of, I was like, yeah, I, there's no reason I need. And that was an exact hat. It was actually a green 2003 Flagstaff hat. Then I was like, I don't need this. I'm never going to wear it. Yeah. I mean, I've got, uh, the, oh, a world's 2004 world's disc. There's the Flagstaff Discs. hat I'm talking about. Yeah. See, mine was, mine was that exact one, but green. <laughs> how about the, uh, how about the, <laughs> the, uh, windows 95 Frisbee golf, cd-rom frisbee game yes i have the box in the other room but yeah not the actual like, cd uh and then obviously some actual discs you know the mccabe stamped uh wasp and so uh just so many uh the 2004 discraft product cd it tells you all the different products they that have. had literally everything discraft like had on their website that then they would also use to help promote and use in promotional materials i've got this product cd which actually discraft said they'd like a copy of that back which would be i, I i'll gladly provide it i did burn a cd the other day that's a whole nother story wow just wait the fact that you had a cd burner i i, was <laughs> I thinking, had to go buy one i bought oh, good one you for, can bring it here <laughs> no i'm serious because the other day i was thinking 
I've got a bunch of CDs in there that don't I don't have on my iPod, and and some of them are like old comps that you just can't get. They're not on Spotify. I'm like, oh man, I'd really love to re-encode a bunch of them, but I don't have a CD around. Maybe I'll go buy one. If you just bought one, you can bring it over here. Uh, uh, it's at Crazy Cat Ladies. She wanted one uh, because we got her a brand new computer, and she said to me. She's like, yeah, but how do I back everything up? I'm like, you have it. We have it all in your Google Drive. We have it all in an extended Dropbox drive. We've got a standalone separated hard drive. Your stuff's backed up nine different places, and they're all pictures of cats. Like, it's all backed up. There's a reason she's called Crazy Cat Lady. I love her. She has more things backed up than I think the Pentagon does, right? And it's, it's. I'm not going to say it's useless. It's her stuff. But we've got it backed up in so many different places. And then she's like, yeah, but how do I get it onto a CD? I'm like, you don't. Sure enough, I'm at Best Buy <laughs> buying a... a they're, they're range between 29 and 39. I buy a $39. Oh, what speed is it? 16 speed, 32 speed? Uh, I th- Does it I, even say anymore? I, it did. And I, I want to say, I was surprised. I was shocked. It was only like... Yeah, 16 or 12 or something like yeah. I'm like, why is this thing so slow? And here's the worst part. It can probably only go so fast because it's exactly. an analog disc. Here's the worst part. <laughs> it has a it connects the 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 cord that comes with it is is USB obviously into the machine, mm-hmm. which I feel like could be USB C at this point. But then again, it depends on how old the machine is you're gonna use. You might not need USB C based on the speed of the But then going into the back of the unit, it's a uh it's a USB b or not a like the ones that used to go into printers like a, a funky not a printer one but a larger one it's not a mini it's not a micro oh a mini a mini usb oh, a that's mini. what it was okay so it's like kind of bigger i'm like why are we connecting with this so we burned a cd and then she said i so i'm like here's how it happens and i sat and waited for a cd to fill with a bunch of cat pictures and then she said to me great how do other people look at this I said, they don't, because no one has what I just bought you. No one has a CD-ROM anymore. We're we're burning backups of backups of backups onto a CD-ROM that you needed to buy a special CD-ROM for, which no one else has a CD-ROM anyway. There's times where you you just roll with it, and this this is one of those times. All right, so... so, Uh, I can throw away these uh, CFR when Innova... Used to, uh, you'd buy a disc that would support an event, an AM Worlds, a Super Tour, any of these events, and you'd buy a special disc, a fundraiser type disc, and then they'd give you a certificate. It was called the CFR program, the uh, Championship mm-hmm. Candy Fundraiser Program or Championship Fundraiser Program, and you would then send that filled out tag. It was it was like a you know your version of a self addressed stamp envelope, right? You'd fill out this tag, you'd send it into Innova, and then every month they pull from these hundreds or thousands of them, and then you could win something else special on top of what you already bought. I bought thousands and thousands and thousands of CFR discs, and then I usually didn't sell a lot of them. I just collected them. So I have thousands and thousands of these cards. This one, I'm looking at the CFR program from 2011 PDGA Pro World. So I bought Champion Glow Katanas. At one point, they started filling them out for you, which is really nice. But I never <laughs> filled them out. I've just got thousands of these cards. They're clearly garbage. Oh my gosh! Just so looking. all right. So my anyway. my question: What in your obviously you you have your basement, which has oh it's in the basement's a storage area I guess um, yeah both yeah. In, in your condo. What in your house right now? What in your actual condo 
do you have that you look at and you go, I should, nah, I, I can't throw that away. Why would I, I got is there anything or do you just keep all that stuff downstairs in the store? No, I, there's plenty in my yeah. bedroom or in my closet. I've, I've got, it's, it's golf related, but I've got yeah. the backpack, the cool mini cart backpack that we got from Japan worlds. Oh, even better. How about the Japan, uh, the robe, the robe. I have that upstairs too. <laughs> I won't throw that away, but you're I've right. got you're a Japan kind of... open robe from 2000. Yeah. 10 we'll we'll wear them next no week. i couldn't i couldn't fit into it then i'm definitely not fitting into it 50 pounds later bill i i, I can maybe <laughs> i couldn't fit into it then i can maybe and i'm definitely like i, I said know. not fitting into it now um so yeah the japan open uh robe that we got mm-hmm. for for playing in the event yeah uh, or the rolling been. cart, which I used for many years. It's I didn't like get a rolling. Ro- it was like a bag slash rolling cart. I don't think I got that. I think that maybe that was the year I didn't go. Okay. That might have been 2008. Yeah, yeah that might have been 2008. Uh, wooden rocks and AVRs. Yes, I've got those. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I have. And I have the minis I just uh, was looking at. In the bag back there, I've got one of the very first uh, Ready Yetis. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The wood one. I believe they were the yep. R. Mm-hmm. Our, pro our pro yep that he sent us um i found it it was actually in my garage at the old house and it was in a bag with a couple other discs that it was sitting for some reason i had them there and uh because i was i think i was actually going to use it in a bag in my throwing bag at one point and it never got to it so i put it in a different bag and my wife's like what are these like six discs i'm like ah they're usually they're most of them are garbage i'm like oh wait this is a yeti i'm like no this isn't garbage i'm gonna put this you know with my other discs so yeah i, got- I- it would be a lot of childhood memorabilia that I have in a box. I, I have I have notes from eighth grade. I actually swear to God, my wife's not here. I I just got rid of a bunch, most of them of uh, yours or hers. Mine. Oh, okay. one ones that I had gotten from like notes from eighth grade all the way from like eighth grade, like movie stubs that type of stuff, as well uh, as like I've got a lot of those cards, yeah, notes. All the way up through like early to mid college, even even one or two things after that from like some of the, some of those early college girlfriends. Like I found this <laughs> picture that we took in a uh, one. Uh, what's the name of them? it? Gives you a stripe oh, photo of, booth. Photo booth. Thank you. Four striped picture of like me and an ex, and I was like, and this is when we were moving. So I found all this. I found a box, a shoebox full of stuff, and I was like, what? What is in? I'm like, oh this some of the stuff does to go like this is not making a move with me this some of this just needs i don't need to keep this um there's no reason i need to keep some of these pictures um yeah nothing inappropriate let me just say but uh just just things it's like i don't want my kids maybe finding that i don't know if i'd yeah, want like, I, I literally have a shoebox so, full just, yeah it just went most of it went away of of notes that were passed with female friends and and or my girlfriend from eighth grade, and I have a shoebox full of them, folded up like. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what mine was. Yeah, I, th- there's no real value to those. I no, don't think. There's nothing. And here's what I thought: <laughs> nothing good comes of that. No, and that's just it. That's like, why I could just throw them all in. The, well, and here, well, here's what you do if, in the minting if, machine. If you, I mean, fireplace. You, you can take a picture of it these days. Yeah, and you get, you get and a even cell phone. That I don't need to. No, you don't yeah. need to. I'm just saying, if you did need to, it's kind of how I feel about like your kids' art when they bring it home from school. Mm. Like, oh, that's great, and then you throw it away. Like, just snap a little photo of it and be done. But no, a lot of those, uh, <laughs> a lot of those, I just was like. A, I maybe don't even get some of the inside jokes anymore because mm. they're they, they're they're weird. I hung out with a weird crowd back in high school and, and junior high, and I got rid of almost all of it. I kept some of the ones my wife first gave me when we met. 
um, things, little notes she left me at the, at the apartment or whatever. And I have some of those. But yeah, I no, I, I did the same thing, Terry Miller. I looked at it. I was like, yeah, those just, there's nothing good that comes of that if anyone finds this. Like an old diary I had, mm. got rid of it. Some yeah. awful, awful, like middle school poetry that I like, I don't know what sort of. <laughs> Emo, you're just trying to write the next uh, rom-com e- emo state i was in, in, <laughs> were, in middle were, school and high school but that went away i was like oh my god this th- what is this like this is horrible like it wasn't even it wasn't even good and it just it literally just went in the garbage i was like it's not making the move with me it's gotta go yeah i mean I've, no one should ever see that i mean there's no sentimental value to it but i've got an alarm clock that i literally had as a kid and so i think I. it still works i still have mine uh the, the sony a, uh yeah the, I, i've got a sony a little white sony cube that's got like a holographic oh. cub sticker that came in a pack of uh uh, uh, uh that came in a pack yep. of baseball cards i've got that and i know i could plug it in and it'll work just fine yeah it's funny how like alarm clocks never go bad they don't and i still have i, they're I still have low, mine they're that, pretty low uh, <laughs> low maintenance i still have the 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 sony alarm clock it's like all beige now because it was more of a white <laughs> white it's, it's it's more of a beige color and it still works we used it at the apartment or not the apartment at the old house as the clock in the living room but it just doesn't fit anything here so it's just <laughs> sitting somewhere but it works perfectly fine it has exactly. a radio built in yeah, sounds like why good, wouldn't good, I? Uh, good place for goodwill why, why wouldn't i why wouldn't i uh, all right question on the board came in which was uh i'm not gonna say yeah it was random so i will say it was random um burger burger king popeyes or arby's and um my only response initially to that would be is well what are you trying to eat i mean yeah. if you want a burger you got to go to burger king in that particular case, Arby, Arby's was a go-to. I felt like Arby's really went wildly downhill. Arby's used to be like, mm. they were the only ones that offered like a legit, well, I guess Hardy's did only if you got the raisins, <laughs> he collected the raisins. Uh, uh, Hardy's Hardy's for a while. And again, this is so regional. There's a lot of places in the country that either didn't have Hardy's or you had, you know, a Carl's Jr., which was really just a rebranded Hardy's, depending on yeah. the part of the country you're in. But where you and I grew up, there was no such thing as a Popeye's. We didn't see a Popeye's until we moved, uh, you know, to the Milwaukee area. And they're still not even that common. So and Burger King, when you and I were kids, Burger King was like it was really Hardy's, Burger King and McDonald's yes. were the were the, the three staples. Bur- the three major burger places. And Hardy's was forever a, a hardcore staple in our region. Yes. And was just that and very I never, regional. I never liked Hardy's burgers, which is funny because they, they just they always had like these big bur- like I was always a big fan of the Burger King burgers. Still I to, agree. To this day, I don't so, mind a Burger King burger. I don't love it. But uh, it's definitely not as good as I remember it. And Wendy's, pardon the pun, was like a redhead. Nobody cared about Wendy's. No. The only like reason they, the only it was reason like went, a terrible, it was like the last yeah. possible option. Like, oh, nothing else. The only reason you went to Wendy's was what, for the Frosties? The Frosties? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was the only reason. Sorry. Again, all incredibly regional. I realize that uh, for sure. All right. Uh Tim also went on to say, I kept way too much of my artwork, but the difference is, Tim, you're, you're, an artist. you're a talented artist, yes. and some of that either may have some personal or sentimental or actual like cash value someday mm-hmm. or now. That's very different when you're, yeah, <laughs> sometimes when you're just holding on junk and you have no idea. I yes. mean, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the toss up, like just like recording your child who could become the next 
Celine Dion or Britney Spears or Mariah Carey or, or whomever. Insert <laughs> the next uh, Cardi B. Pop, I think pop I think, star. I think my da- one of my daughters is more on that line. But <laughs> it says a lot. It does. It does say a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you think you know in, in is you know is today's version of keeping artwork you know another, well I guess another medium is just recording them when they're singing and I mean because clearly when your child goes on to be the next American Idol you're like oh cool I have all this stuff when they're singing when they're two sure we recorded it but at a certain point you're like ah they're terrible we can delete all that <laughs> <laughs> not really as talented uh carney says i have some usa japan germany hand tools you only buy once okay talking about uh things of maybe things that retain value and or um investing in quality over over uh quantity which is i think everybody gets at a different stage of life and then deciding what those items are whether it's tools uh i think tools is is probably one of the number one factors is tools like one of those things where you hit a certain age and you clothing to some degree i mean when you realize that some name brands are truly built on quality as opposed to just being built on actual um branding like they're a better quality you feel that's true yeah probably i i I don't i mean for me personally i go to kohl's and i look at it and pretty much you there's a very thin layer of a very thin yeah layer of quality at kohl's like you're not getting real high end at Kohl's. You're not getting real low end. It's kind of like all in the middle, I guess, maybe depends on your lot in life. Maybe somebody else looks at that as real low end. I don't know. But Kohl's kind of like, cool, am I getting Croft and Borrow or am I getting, uh, you know, Levi or w- what am I getting? Whatever. So uh, th- I tend to shop at Kohl's because I just know it and it's nearby. So that's where I buy most of my clothes. So I, uh, for me, clothes is is... Okay, so uh, so it, tools. I feel like a lot of people get to either a certain age and or realization of, hey, I'm going to invest in good quality tools as yeah. opposed to reinvesting in uh, junky junky ones or or lower quality ones. What, what what are some of the other things that you think about when you're like, wow, do I buy good or do I buy enough to get by? Hmm. Furniture. Yeah, they, I mean, it comes down, a lot of that comes down to your economic status and your age. Most people, when they move into their first apartment, are buying, like, cheap Ikea furniture. Or even used, or they're picking it up, as you know, as some of us did, or my wife I know did, just literally, oh, like, look, there's a desk on the side of the road, let me grab it. That's and maybe, mine. Yeah, I, I can grab that. Um, and then you get to the point where... Suddenly you're looking at, we'll just say you go from Ikea to a local brand here like Steinhoffel, where you're like, oh, I'm going to get a bedroom set. And this bedroom set is going to run me. <laughs> it's going to match. And it's going to match. <laughs> and, it's, it's not going to be. And the screws might not fall out. It, it, you know, I might not have to like tape it together. And that bedroom set might run you $2,200. Cool. And then at some point you get to your age and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this bedroom, this $2,200 bedroom set's kind of cheap, you know, it might all match, but look how beat up it is. The next level, you're like, oh, this is handcrafted. It's going to run me $7,800. I'm not at that level yet. I don't know if I ever will be because, again, I don't care, but um, and it's really expensive. I don't know if I want to do something like that. Cars are the same way. You know, a lot of people just get a car to get by. 
and then as you get older and i mean this is all stuff everybody knows so yeah i just think it's a matter it's i think everyone's uh point is a little bit different as to of course when they arrive at that and two people at the same age can still you know obviously uh very wildly yeah uh, stupid idiot on our board <laughs> uh, that's their name says i had some tommy hilfiger flip-flops and those pieces of junk broke <laughs> i need to go higher end i guess so very funny tommy hilfiger was a brand that very, very popular in our college and high school yeah high school and and early in, college days i don't remember it in high school i do remember it in college oh, i i remember it less in college and more in high school but anyway oh, really? and it was something that you and i had like it, it was just never in our wheelhouse it was just something Honestly, we probably laugh at somebody and make fun of them that they were wearing Tommy Hilfiger because they thought they were cool. There was a certain in our area in Wisconsin. There was a certain attitude uh, and financial class of no, no kids. Let's put it this way. Most kids we knew were not buying it for themselves. It mm-hmm. was they were typically uh, spoiled by their parents to then buy sure. items that were of that value so very funny story or i think it's funny it's not necessarily funny last night my wife's changing the sheets on the bed <laughs> i grab the sheet i'm gonna help her put it on and put it a, 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 a pillowcase on my pillow and i'm like oh this is a new pillowcase she's like no 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 that's that's violets that's for her room and i look at the tag and it's a tommy hilfiger tag and i was like what, what's this <laughs> why do we have and she's like what she's like i don't know i just bought it it was like got it on sale or something i'm like and all i kept thinking is like me of 20 years ago <laughs> would have kicked despised, myself yeah. despised myself for having like a tommy hill figure it was just so something that was not me was not my style something i would have mocked and laughed at and now i'm, I'm putting it on a pillowcase and looking like what have i become like, yeah and it's part of not buying your own stuff that I, I rely on my wife to buy a lot of things but and she's very frugal so she buys things on sale but that was I, I looked at it and it was the it was a little blue and red. I was like, oh my god! Like I'm, I'm that person. Oh, the other thing, big Terry, you'll get a kick out of this today. So I get it. I get my automated bill from Sprint T-Mobile. Comes in my email. I look at it. It's higher. Wait, you're on Sprint T-Mobile. Yeah, still my wife is. It's our her. Like I, I okay. get. I get mine. My phone is paid through for work through work, but. My account is still active from 2001 for her. Okay. 21 years now. I look at it. I'm like, oh, that's a little higher than normal. That's strange. So I go to log into my account. I haven't logged in in a few years. <laughs> Quite literally, it's just on mm-hmm. auto pay. I have to contact support, go through the support thing. And then I finally get into my account, get into the bill. I was like, that's weird. I have something from some company called Play Mobile, a $10 monthly subscription. But this month it was twenty dollars. Hmm. It's like what the? F-? So I start going back through my bills. One year, two years, three years. <laughs> There's been a ten dollar charge on my bill for three years from this Play Mobile company that I've never looked at. Just because you set auto pay and you just go. When so you're I, rich like you. Ten dollars a month. You don't really notice. You know, if if your bill goes up ten bucks, think of all the Tommy Hilfiger jeans you could have bought. I could have bought. I was so upset and I, so I kind of, I'm like, Hey, first of all, get this off my account, cancel all third party billing. And so I went online and looked and it was like, Hey, um, 
Yeah. And there were a bunch of people complaining about the same company online saying what it is, is you, there's an ad at one point that popped up probably. And whoever was on the phone, either my wife or maybe it was my kid, you know, they were playing on the phone, some game and they just clicked yes or whatever to get past the ad. And that and signed you up, that signed me up on the account. And so it would just build right to my sprint account rather than a credit card or anything, which where I would have noticed it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice the $10 a month jump because it went from like, you know, I think normally we paid uh, 83, it went to $93. I was like, what the, so then I started digging into my bill and started like, I was like, well, I also had a $15 a month uh, charge which I knew I had when my wife signed up for her iPhone. It was a protection plan mm-hmm. that allowed you to do the upgrades. I'm like, get rid of that. Get rid of this. And suddenly I'm like, oh, cool. My monthly bill is now $25 a month cheaper than it was 12 hours ago. I was so upset. Now, not only was I upset at Sprint, but I was upset at myself. And someone was like, well, why don't you call him and ask him for the money back? I'm like, ah, I could. But I kind of feel like it's been three years, <laughs> and like, and the, the alert they'll they'll say I'm guessing they'd say yeah we can work with you for like the last sixty days, and but the other three, the other two and a half the years. other two and a half years of the ten dollars a month that you didn't notice you were paying yeah and I kind of thought I'm like oh my god I'm like that's really sad which somebody as you said somebody at some point likely Clicked accepted yes. I, I guarantee you and did. and therefore it's not like they can just sneak it on there yeah at, you know illegally probably. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure someone clicked it because I haven't had a I haven't had a sprint line in 12 years personally, because that's how long 12, 13 years. That's how long I've been with my current company and they do my phone. But my wife jumped on my plan at one point. And so now her account is on my plan because I was also looking like, eh, is there a cheaper plan out there for me? It's only one line right now. I don't you know. My son isn't quite interested in getting his own phone yet. I was like, ah, you know, whatever. And so you know, I talked to the woman, the woman who was doing the support on the chat. And she was like, no, you're kind of at a really good plan right now. You can get a cheaper one, but you lose this and this. You lose the, the five mm-hmm. gig mobile hotspot if you do. And she's like, you're probably fine. So I just kept the current plan I have. But <laughs> I was so upset at myself. I'm like, how do I not notice that for three years? Until the next bill has a 1999 uh, tech support. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I did have them cancel all and block all third party Sir, uh, payments on your plan so so that's my suggestion out there tonight. yeah go out there if go you don't want to just give away free money like johnny check v. your bill <laughs> if it's on auto pay and make sure you're not paying extra you know there is a there is some app that i see advertisements for every day that goes out there and like cancels all your things you're not using mm-hmm. make sure you know we're not sponsored by them no whatever we're that, not whatever that was all right. Uh, let's see if there's anything else on the board. Everybody's talking about where they're getting their most value, whether that's Burlington uh, Coat Factory or TJ Maxx. Also saying that... We have a Burlington Coat Factory on the corner. Uh, shoes and tires are the two places, are two, <laughs> those treads, uh, where you should uh, make sure that you are you don't go cheap. That uh, sounds like some good advice. Summer tires best in the rain till it's 40 or colder in the Pacific Northwest. Also talked about uh, some other brands, um, what being Patagonia. I do all all season tires. I I never change my tires. If I had a nicer car, maybe I would. I know my boss, he's got a, he's got a Jaguar that he sometimes drives in the winter. Not often, but he does put winter tires on it. But that's all. That's a you diff- too could afford a Jaguar if you weren't giving all your money away. If, if I hadn't, if I hadn't given away like the the the, the three hundred probably three hundred fifty dollars to T-Mobile over the last uh-huh. three years, that's, that's what you get. Oh, I was so upset. I was so upset today, just thinking like, how did I waste this like this uh-huh. money? 
it's such a little amount, $10 a month, but I'm like, I'm so happy now that it's off of there. Uh, also, uh, couldn't be any more unrelated, but uh, Ryan Aquino, I believe is how his last name's pronounced, had released uh, Schlitz Creek, a documentary yeah. down in the uh, southwestern Chicago suburbs. I don't know if it's Lockport or Joliet or wherever specifically. Uh, I forget where the exact theater was, but he had released it. Looked like there was over 100 disc golfers that showed up. I believe it was a 30-minute documentary that officially premiered at an actual theater and he worked really hard on it. You see him doing some work with Disc Golf Network. Uh, his his main channel uh, is Disc Golf Digest, and now I believe he's released it in its entirety also on YouTube. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Done really incredible work. What I guess a part of the big point besides promoting it and saying to go watch it, which I, I started to, um, you know, I just I wonder if we're going to see any more I don't want to say acceptance because uh, obviously it's accepted support and or interest in those types of productions. It's it's of course, it's very well put together. He's a professional editor mm-hmm. and filmer. So that's not the question. The question is, is the is the viewer base ready for it? And I know we've kind of thrown this question out there no, before, which it's is not. Well, everybody says we want to know more about players. We want special interests. We want more background. We want more info. And then people make these types of pieces and they go wildly underwatched. But unless it is a top tier name, people don't really care. Like Dan Schlitter, nice guy, great guy. We had him on the show mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Um, but a documentary about him, it could be wildly entertaining. It could be wildly fascinating. It just won't get the views. You do that same thing about Macbeth. A couple hundred thousand views probably. Maybe, maybe not. I, I think it would just because it, it's it will get more, but it of would, course. But yeah. it's just it's just interesting to me uh, because I do agree that I'd love to see more of those things happen, and it just seems like the the viewership doesn't necessarily match. No, it doesn't. What is supposedly everyone's interest level? That's what I guess I just find. Um, I'll admit is it feels a little disheartening. So. Razorhausen brings up a big piece, a big note that we missed that happened this week. Paige Pierce and Alyssa Van Lannen got engaged. I was trying to think if that was before the show last week. Must I think it was, it was right, right, right after. It was right after the show. Yes, congratulations. Week. So congratulations to them. Uh, we can't say that enough, uh, of course, to... So happy for them. Incredible humans and um, on their path and journey, which I feel like they're opening that window more and more for more people to be able to share and experience and see and witness more and more. And I think it's, it's just absolutely incredible to see. So yes, of course, congratulations to them. Also congrats, Jason Wilder. It's his birthday today. He happy birthday. You've seen him a number of times. Uh, He is one of the major conduits between Zuka and our current disc golf uh, strategy slash infrastructure. He's 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 the he's the middleman that's helping blend them together that much more. Zuka, of course, being very involved with disc golf. However, he kind of stepped in and said, "Let me make let me be the go between between Zuka and disc golf. Let me help be that go between that much more." And then he's now 
into a, a number of other sports where Zuka has a foothold and has some interest. And uh, he's out of Minnesota, runs a bunch of events, sells discs, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it's his birthday today as well. So as I said, there's a lot of great birthdays out there, including his. All right. Uh, what happened with, uh, I see you have uh, at least a website up. What happened in the crypto world where there was like a couple of flashy headlines today, but I, I didn't click on any of them. Was there something specific that went down? Not specific. I think just uh, cr- crypto is, I don't want to say crashing, but it has dropped like 20 or 30% or something. I'm 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 looking... Someone had asked about why is yours negative? I don't know. That's very <laughs> weird. Someone was like, I think it was Ray on the board had had made a joke about what how I feel about my 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 crypto right now, and I still chuckle because you're still well out ahead of. Uh... Oh yeah, because I when I bought <laughs> I bought mine in like 2017, so I bought mine like five years ago. I paid 250 bucks, and currently I'm at like. My balance is, I mean, it's gone down. It's at like $8,300 right now. So again, this would have to like absolutely be worthless for me to even kind of think. And it's, it is what it is. Like I'm not, I've said before, I'm not, you know, I am not going to concern myself with cryptocurrency, but my understanding is, you know, as much as everyone says that this is uh, separate from the current economy, mm. You still have investors. Yeah. You still have people right now that are struggling that are looking at like probably, hey, oh, I had a couple grand in here. I might as well pull it out because I need the money because, you know, gas is, you know, four dollars and 50 cents or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to be affected. It's it's a world. I don't say commodity. It's a gamble. Um, so, yeah, that's just it's going to be affected by whatever the global climate is, just like anything else. And right now it's getting hit. So. And I can I don't really care. So I, don't, I should buy a whole bunch last week. Uh, last week, yes, <laughs> you should buy a bunch last week. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna. It's it's at uh, thirty one thousand dollars a a coin. We'll say mm. it's as I low. I feel as, like it was like right almost at that exact spot this time last year. Uh, well, let's look at one year. One year ago, uh, close. It it dropped down to that amount uh, in. Yeah, May twenty third. So a little later, it, it just huh. it had just crashed. So, and again, I don't. We should start giving crypto advice and we, telling people what they should be buying when, and when they should they, buy it, and they should. No, no, no. You buy the dip, Terry. That's what ah. everyone says. Buy the dip, and it's. I mean, it's. I saw a funny meme. I think it was maybe Mo that posted it. How it it went up and then down, and someone said, "I bought the dip," and it went up and down further, and up and down for like it just kept buying the dip when it fell, but it <laughs> it keeps falling. Mm. So. I don't I don't care enough about crypto. I I, I dabbled in it just for fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's technically it hasn't paid off until I cash out and I'm not cashing out. I'm just going to leave it hang out there. It's not a financial advice. If you want uh, financial yeah. advice, I just say, you know, invest in something. 401ks. Sell all of your discs and bobbleheads. Yeah. yeah, Terry, sell them all. And then go. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas, and then after you've won on black, you then, of course, turn that straight into Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Duh. I'm just saying. Mm. NFT holders are down more than 55%. Hmm. I wonder if it's because NFTs are worthless. Uh, (laughs) Oh, mine are 
non-existent all right guys we're gonna close it up i don't own any either so uh we thank you guys for joining us this is a another random rambling night during the after show but that's what we're here for the best part of the after show we appreciate all of you guys uh for coming along this silly journey see some of you possibly this weekend over in maple hill or in that general area looking forward to it We'll be here next Tuesday night. Who knows who we'll have for a guest. It'll be somebody fun and exciting, I'm sure. <laughs> Carney says, I bought the Terry JPEG. You should. Thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers, all of our regular subscribers, uh, to the tens of thousands of people that download and then somehow listen to this on an audio format as well. We really appreciate all of you guys. We, we haven't thrown out a reminder, so every once in a while, please go out there in your podcast app. Give it five or 25 stars or whatever. We'll, we'll bribe you, whatever it takes. Um, we appreciate it. For Johnny V and myself, Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy, that's been episode 402's After Show. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox.